ever wondered what online experts talk about in the green room before they take the stage? Well, Jeff Walker and Chris Ducker are about to bring you into the conversation. They've been through the battles and got the scars to prove it. Now they're sharing over 40 years of experience showing you what it takes to succeed and how to avoid the mistakes along the way. Welcome to This is Online Business. Hey, it's Jeff and I've got Chris here and this is Online Business. And Chris, you just got an email yesterday. Let's talk about that. Man, I got an email and it wasn't a nice one. You know, um, it was like a we're breaking up email from Amazon KDP out of the blue, completely out of the blue, no warnings or any, you know, like you hear about people getting YouTube strikes and things like that. Out of the blue, I get an email from Amazon KDP telling me that they're terminating my account, that they're not going to pay me any of the royalties that are outstanding on my book, um, that they are taking the book off of Amazon and uh, that I can never or, or that I can't uh, open up another KDP account. Now, again, completely out of the blue. I've obviously appealed this because the book has sold tens of thousands of copies. Amazon themselves have picked the book to be, quote unquote, the deal of the day, like half a dozen times in the last five years. And now all of a sudden they're like, we don't want your book on Amazon anymore. If you go to Amazon now, you can, you can get it on Audible because obviously it's a slightly different format, um, but you can't get it on Kindle anymore and you can't get it on paperback anymore, which is you, ridiculous. It, it is. Did they give you any reason? They just said that my account was attached to another KDP account that was in breach of terms and conditions, which makes absolutely no sense to me because I've only ever had one KDP account. I've never, I've never done anything with any other account. So clearly it's a like my, my wife, as I was reading it, my wife was with me and she was like, clearly a robot has had a hiccup somewhere right something has happened where this has been flagged They're like you've not done it you know, the fact that they've picked your book over and over and over and over and over again uh to run as a promo shows that it's a title that sells right so like why would they just take it off the platform it makes no sense did, did they give you a way to appeal yes so as i tried to um there was a link at the bottom of the email and it said uh, if you don't agree with this or you want to talk to us about this, like click this link. So I clicked the link. It took me, funnily enough, to the KDP login page, which I logged in with my usual username and, and password. Uh, and then it was kind of like- You didn't, you use, your, you didn't use your fake account? Your, your no, other not, account. Not, <laughs> not the scam account. No, not the scam account. Because, uh, you know, I want to keep that secret, Jeff. I want to keep the scam account secret. <laughs> Um, but no, so I logged into my account just like I usually would if I was updating my book files or wanted to see royalty reports or whatever. And uh, instead of the loading screen, you know, loading up as usual, it just said this account has been terminated. If you want to appeal this decision, click here. So I clicked and I filled out my little what the F are you guys high right now, et cetera, et cetera, sort of thing, you know, like what's going on. Um, I've not, I've not done anything wrong. Why have you done this to me? Kind of thing. Um, wow. and I, you know, I hit the submit button. Now here's the thing. I woke up and I woke up 24 hours later to another email from Amazon KDP saying, thank you very much for your email. Um, we have received it and it will take us five business days 
to uh, figure out what what's you know to look into the matter you know more in depth. I'm like, hang on, wait a minute. It's going to take you five days to look into why you deactivated my account with less than 24. Like, surely you could just turn this thing back on again. You'd have. I didn't wait five days for it to be terminated. What's up with that? Now this. Here we go, guys. You know, buckle up. It's going to be one of those episodes. Like, this is the part of online business that I absolutely despise. And I always have done and I always will do. And that is the fact that even though we want to utilize these platforms like Amazon, like YouTube, like Facebook and Instagram, and all these other great platforms that we can utilize to spread our message, we don't own these, right? We own our websites and we own our email lists, right? But we don't own all these other platforms. So I'm just a big believer of never growing your home on rented land. And this right here is the perfect example as to not doing that. But obviously we need Amazon if you want to sell books in 2023, right? Right. But you're just an innocent bystander and yeah. you're dealing with a tech company and they're, I don't, I don't want to say they're all the same, but they all, all you know, Google, Amazon, Facebook, uh, they they're so big and they've automated stuff. It's it's impossible to get to like a human that can actually make a, a an intelligent decision. Yeah, I as we sit here right now, I do not have a Facebook account. My Facebook account was shut down four months ago now, and okay. it's still in limbo. But it was just like one day I got it was the same. I got an email that said, "Hey, your Facebook account shut down." You know, it, because and it didn't even give a reason. And I gave it a, a link to appeal and the link took me to something that says, you know, you, if you post a content that violates our terms and services, yada, 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 this is what to do. And like, this was my personal account, which I didn't use very much. I'd had for forever since the beginning of. Do you have your ad account attached to it? My, my, so weirdly enough, I'm, I don't know. Yes. And no, and I'm right. not sure. Because, okay. you know, you got the different accounts that it's hard yeah, to tell yeah, what's tech. Yeah. So we can still get into my ads account or my ads team can. I can't. It's just the craziest thing. And and it's not like I'm without connections. So I've I've reached out to a lot of people that yeah. have a lot of connections to Facebook. And it just does. It's just hanging in limbo. And it, and it even says when I go to log in, it says, you know, in 30 days, you have 30 days to appeal this. They don't tell you how to appeal. And after 30 days, this account will be deleted. It's still there and it's been three months. It hasn't been deleted, but it's just, it's the same thing. You 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 can't get an answer. You can't get to a human. So this idea of you, we we don't, those those platforms are great. They give yeah. us a place to, to build our brand. Yeah. They give us a place to attract people. They give us a place to easily publish. Um, you know, I just, I have a client, this is nuts. Uh, speaking of, it's a couple, and they 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 teach parenting, and um, they just did a million dollar launch, and they did it off of Instagram. They did it off of their Insta following, which is amazing, and absolutely terrifying. Yes, I was about to say, <laughs> it's just terrifies the heck out of me. That does, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, fair yeah. play to them. They worked hard to build the following up. They should make a million bucks, but like right. that could go tomorrow. Yeah. It could it could quite literally disappear out of your yeah. ecosystem tomorrow, and you'd have no leg to stand on. Right, right. This is the stuff that drives me mad. 
It is. It is. I mean, I've been publishing to YouTube for uh, over 10 years now. And we had someone um, that was that was stealing our content. And so one of my team members, long-term team member, been with me for 10 years, and she went to go report this other channel and mm -hmm. accidentally clicked the wrong button and reported our channel. And so we got a copyright strike oh, man. against us for for knocking off for for stealing our stuff. And I have and you know you, the good news is you get three strikes. And right. I'd never had a strike. This was one. So I, but I'm like, I don't want any strike. So I appealed it and they're like, sorry, <laughs> no, you know, well, I, I had a similar situation with YouTube, not where I, not where I, uh, reported my own channel, but like, I mean, I, which is it's, that's, that's a good one. Um, I, what happened was our website got hacked. Youpreneur got hacked and there was a bit of malware on it. It's all done and sorted out now and everything. But because we had linked to youpreneur.com on a whole bunch of YouTube videos and a whole bunch of other people had linked to youpreneur.com for one reason or another on their videos as well, I was getting strikes after strikes after strikes or warnings after warnings. I actually woke up and I had like 68 different emails from YouTube. This video, this video, this video is pointing to a, to a bad website. It's like a blacklisted website for like 72 hours. Right. And, um, but the worst part about it, I mean, obviously I appealed it all and actually we won all of those appeals. It was just like the website's fine. It's not black blacklisted anymore. Have a look, you know, kind of thing. Um, you own, you know, Google owns you. It should be simple for you to figure this out sort of thing. And then, um, the worst part about it though, was that some people actually had the videos removed from their YouTube accounts completely just because they were linking to our website, which is just ridiculous. So, I mean, I guess kind of like the overarching uh, word of caution here or message here is that, you know, these platforms are great. They are there to help us grow our businesses online. They are there for us to be able to spread our message to, you know, a further afield you know, community and, and to attract people into our worlds and everything. But we cannot and, and we should not be um, relying on them to to ultimately run and grow our businesses. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a case of uh, the two of us preaching to each other. You know, preaching to the choir here. Yeah, I still because every single day there are new people coming online that want to create online businesses, and they are seeing the influencers or we talked about this some in one of our earlier episodes that a lot of people, they, they discount the value of email. And it's like the only, the only people that discount the value of email are the people that don't have email lists and that haven't actually done a promotion. Absolutely. You hit that send button. It's like instant, instant. It's like instant. I'd like you hit the send button and within less than 60 seconds, you'll start to see, response you'll start to see people clicking through you'll start to be seeing you know if it's if, if you're sending to a sales message a launch or something you'll start to see that within minutes you'll start to see sales and i think there's probably a few people on social that can drive like that with social but but it's not very many you know social mm -hmm. just doesn't i mean social is great it's great but for for really moving the needle on a promotion and even more important for having 
for having the, the robustness in your business so someone can't take it away with one email, you know, some automated email from a big tech company, you, you need to do it. So let's talk about, uh, I mean, let's talk about building an email list and how you take go from social or go from one of those platforms. I mean, I'm sure you're adding people with your books. You're selling your books on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then your books magically have some URLs in there for people to click through to your site to go through and get some. I'm I'm, I'm guessing. I, I haven't been through your book recently, but I'm guessing you have a few ways for people to find their way back to your website. One or two. One or two. Yeah, exactly. I think I in think, my book, you know, I was going to yeah. say, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, you're you're the same. You know, anybody that really is anybody very specifically as well within the online business industry, but anybody really building a business that writes a book about business will have multiple CTAs or call to action in that book, pointing them to their products, their services, their websites, their content online, et cetera, et cetera. Just like we have all those places pointing to our book when we launch it as well, right? Like if I've got a book coming out, I'm going to talk about it on Facebook Live. I'm going to tweet about it. I'm going to do a story on Instagram about it. But obviously it goes both ways as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think in my book, it's I'm sending people back. Like every almost every chapter features like a case study with someone. And, and then that chapter is like, hey, if you want to see the video, the full case study, go check it out. Yeah. Um, so how do you like what's your biggest biggest list builder in your business i mean it's we've we've gone through a whole bunch over the years obviously um when i look at like the two or three different things that we're utilizing right now with really really good success so for example um one of my companies virtual starfinder we have a salary guide um at, you know one of the big and this came out just, and this also will show you how you should figure out what type of opt-in you should be creating uh, to kind of attract people onto your email list in the first place. So at virtualstarfinder.com, <clears throat> we have an FAQ page. And on that FAQ page, and we're talking a number of years back now, there are several links to other articles and things like that as well, right, within our knowledge base. And when I started to dive into it, we realized actually that like 42% of the people that went onto the FAQ page ended up clicking a link that said, click here for information on how much you should pay your VA, which took them to like a long in-depth article. So what we did is we took that article, we printed it up a little bit more, and then we turned it into a free ebook or a guide, a PDF guide, and we called it the Virtual Staff Finder Ultimate Salary Guide. And that thing has been downloaded probably close to 35,000 times now. And I'm not just throwing that number out there. Like I know that's the number because we've just been cleaning up our email lists just at the beginning of this year. And so that's 35,000 people over the course of maybe five, six years or so, all organic, very, well, not all, I'd say 90% organic um, have got onto our email list and either purchased or they've, you know, ended up moving into uh, a different part of our sequences or whatever the case may be. So just the good old fashioned, here's a solution to your problem PDF has worked really, really well for us. Another thing that we're using right now on chrisducker.com, which is my personal site where we talk about the roundtable mastermind and the live events that we do, on that right now, we actually have a scorecard 
uh, quiz. Um, so uh, we use a, a piece of software called ScoreApp. Uh, and um, basically what it does is it allows you to be able to create uh, a quiz, for want of a better term, where a whole bunch of people can go through this quiz. And based on the answers that they give to a set of you know predetermined questions, um, they will go into different segments of your email list. So for example, for us, it's either beginner, intermediate, or advanced, right? So if they flop into the uh, into the beginner basket, so to speak, on the back end, then we then go ahead and we show them information and make offers to them for people that are just starting out in online business. If they're in the middle, they do we do likewise. And if they're further along the line and more advanced, then they get the more higher end offers and the more higher end pieces of content because somebody who's just starting out is going to become intimidated you know if, if we're going to send them a podcast about profit and loss statements and why you must look at them on a quarterly basis for example but if you're already building a you know a, a multi seven figure business you better be looking at your pnl statements every quarter you know what i mean so it's just it's worked brilliantly in a number of different ways but they're the kind of things that uh, that we've been doing pretty regularly what about yourself well, Chris, I just want to go back to like that the article on the yeah. on the, on the um, salaries. So thirty five thousand. Yeah. So They're it's about. interesting. So I, I want people to, to listening to understand this. That you looked and you said, looking at the traffic on your website, looking at what people are clicking through, you're like, oh, this is a hot button. So yep. the hot button is people want to know what to pay people, and you took an existing article. And you made it better, you prettified it, you turn it into a PDF. And now it was like, if you want this amazing report on how to, how much to pay your people, you know, just enter your email address here. Yeah. Now, for me, I've been using this number for years. And, and I'm pretty sure it's understated. And I haven't done the math recently. But for me, I, I consider an opt-in to be worth $100 to my business. For the, the on average for the life of that opt-in, you know. Now, of course, most of them will be worth zero. No, they'll never buy from you. Sure, but some sure. will buy a lot, and some will buy a lot. And so, I just when I'm thinking about emails and emails coming in, it's worth a hundred dollars to get someone to raise their hand and say, "I want to hear more from you via email." So, if I don't, I don't know if you have such a number in your head or if you you look, but if that was my site and I got thirty five thousand people. That would mean you just do the math. It's three point five million dollars, yep, yep. and that's not instantly. That's over the life. You know, that's in, in the following months and years. But thirty three point five million for like saying, "Hey, look at where our traffic's going." Hey, yeah, look right. at this. We're sending people this article. A lot of people are clicking on it. They're really interested in this. Let's take that article and make it even better and turn it into a PDF and put an opt-in page in front of it and magic you know none, none, nothing in this business is magic but no that's pretty but i mean no magic. but what 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 you're doing is you're creating opportunities out of something that you've already got for ultimately revenue to come into your business further down the line and this is how important that salary guide is for us as a company we've had people rip it off they've got lawyer letters from me right we've sent out probably half a dozen cease and desists over the last six years or something, because people just rip it off entirely, almost word for word, right? Um, we've also, and this is, again, the reason why we do this, it's so important to our business as a lead generation tool that we actually 
update it on an annual basis because 85% of that guide is 100% evergreen. We've not touched it since the first time we published it. But that 10 to 15% when it comes to actual salary guidelines on what you should pay a general VA or an SEO VA or a web developer VA or a graphic designer VA, whatever it is, and there's about eight or nine different roles we cover in the guide. Those things change every year because of rate of inflation and interest rates and what people expect to be getting paid and things like that. And that's why it always upsets me whenever I see anybody talking about VAs online and they say, oh, you can pay them, you know, three bucks an hour. Who the heck works for three bucks an hour? I don't know anybody that works for three bucks an hour, right? So this is the reason why we update these things every single year as well, because we want the information to be as up-to-date as possible. Um, and that then helps my team when people do sign up for the virtual star finder service. I mean, you just went through it not so long ago. Like, when you're going through that process, our team needs to be able to manage the perception of our clients when it comes to how much they should be paying their new hire. And when they've already seen that information in the guide, and then one of our team is reinforcing that number, they know it's a real number. It's not just being plucked out of the sky. Right. Right. You know, so if you did that six years ago, and again, I'm using my math of three and a half million dollars, that's like a half a million dollars a year. Yeah, it's worth it's worth taking the time to update that. It thing. is worth <laughs> it's worth taking the time to put together the PDF. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> for for uh, yeah for again, this is all funny money, but this is the way I approach it. I mean, or, or another way to look at it is right now I'm in a big promotion and we're spending a, we're spending uh, ad money. We're we're advertising, and right now our leads to to get someone to click on one of our ads and come through and actually opt in for what we're offering, where the numbers are bouncing around because it's early in the campaign, but we're running about between 15 and $25 per opt-in. So, and I'm, ha I mean, you know, that's- This is cold, right? This is, this is a cold it's, lead? It's cold. This right, is cold right, lead. Right. And so, um, you know, I the whole game is to try to get that number as low as possible by a number of ways, but one of them is to have a higher opt-in rate. Yeah. But if we look at it that way, I'm going to pull out my calculator here. If we, let's just take the median was twenty dollars. If we're paying twenty dollars per lead, you got thirty five thousand leads from that thing. That's that that's equivalent to a seven hundred thousand dollars you would have spent for that at twenty dollars a lead. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, and, and I guess just you know the fact that I'm I'm just put it out there. That's what we're spending on leads. And again, I I just I'm so focused on people building their audience and controlling their audience and Absolutely. Said, not, not not building it on rented land because yeah. i've seen people just go out of business overnight by making that mistake but and that's why you know i'm i'm always focused on building a list and that's why i'm willing to pay 15 or 20 or 25 dollars a lead right now because i know what they're going to be worth and they're going to be worth a lot more of that I me mean, a lot more than that to me going forward now, we should also say, though, for those guys tuning in who maybe are at the beginning of their journey online, we're talking about, you know, I mean, you're talking about serious money in terms of ad spend. I've not spent yeah. anywhere near that amount on ads before. But I will say prior to 2017, I had never spent a dollar on ads, period. So we're talking about the first, you know, eight, almost nine years of being active online. My email list had been built entirely organically, meaning 
I didn't pay to, to, to ultimately acquire any lead at all. I did it the good old fashioned way of creating a ton of content, getting it out there, getting people to the website, getting them to opt in. And the reason why we started with ads in 2017 is because we were putting on a very large event in London and we needed to, you know, expand our reach in terms of being able to sell almost 400 tickets, which we did. And honestly, I don't think we would have done it without paid ads, right? Uh, and now we throw just a few grand a month towards, uh, you know, lead gen and retargeting ads, meaning someone's visited our website before, or they've interacted with our posts on Facebook or Instagram before. Uh, and, you know, I don't think there's a month that goes by where we don't spend, uh, I mean, we, we don't go over five grand a month, put it that way. So that's just a budget that just, I'm just a big fan. I guess what I'm trying to get at here is that you don't need to drop stupid money on ads um, just to build a great email list. Like you can do it in a, in a, in an organic fashion as well, as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, you know, if you're doing it right, none of the money you spend is stupid. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you, you correct me on that. That's true. That's true. I mean, they, I do use that expression, like it mean to mean a large, like a surprising thing, but yeah, yeah like yeah. if you're doing it right, your, your ad spend is coming back to you very quickly. You're making more than you spend. And I'm the same way as you, I spent, I don't know how many years or decades um, not spending anything on ads and getting just organic traffic. Right. And then that's what you were talking. I think those, there was 35,000 leads coming into the salary guide. Those sounded like they were all organic. Almost and, all, almost all. I'd say about 90% of them have been all organic. Yeah. Which, which is just absolutely freaking amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a whole, you know, like when I was just talking about my spend, Chris, you might've noticed, asked me about oh, well, Zephyr Cold. And because he's been in this game a long time, he understands there's different audiences that you're going to be advertising to, but there's also the different lead sources will bring you different quality of leads. So in general, like an organic lead is if you get someone just organic by organic, I mean, they just found you. They, someone linked, they, they did a search for you. Someone linked to you. Someone was on a forum or in social and talked about you and they just wandered into your world somehow. And those leads in general, on average, are going to be worth quite a bit more than a lead coming in from an ad. And, and again, these are just averages there, but that's just the, and you know, like the highest quality leads, the absolute best leads are the leads you're getting from your book and I'm getting from my book. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, I it also like if someone sees you speak and then they, they see you speak and then they, you know, say, Hey, I want to join your list or they, if they see you speak on stage, especially in person, that's mighty, might be higher than a book. No, no I was about to say like, that's, that's basically been, I've seen, well, I don't know whether they're better quality leads than those say from a book or from your own podcast or something like that. But very certainly I have seen people who have seen me on stage who have, you know, I've said, Hey, if you like today's talk, just go to chrisducker.com and take the quiz and I'll see you on the flip side kind of thing, right? But very cool. Just like not a big CTA on the slide or anything like that. Just You just drop it in very softly and people pick up on it, right? Those kind of leads, without a doubt, will convert into a paying client pound for pound faster than one that just comes in organically via the website because they've had that somewhat personal interaction with me and they've been in the same room and they've seen me speak on stage. I've definitely taken those leads further faster uh, 
uh, than I have done any other leads that that we mm-hmm. we bring in. Yeah. And thanks very much for reminding me about the fact that uh, book leads are also really really good leads, Chef, because my book's not on Amazon anymore. Exactly. I Chris, I had, <laughs> we're gonna get it back. We're gonna get it back. Yeah, I, I'm sure you will. So when I came, I brought my my first edition of my book came out in 2014. And about three years later, I was standing in front of my mastermind. And so I've got this small mastermind, very, very, very expensive, tens of thousands of dollars per year. And uh, and and it, it doesn't, most of the people, people stay in it for years and years and years and years. So there's a 94% renewal every year. So there's not many new people come in. But about three or four years after the book came out, I just said, hey, for everyone who's joined since 2014, and, and there's probably 10 of them in the room total. How many of you first heard about me from the book? And like six out of the 10 came from the book. Doesn't surprise me. Not at all. Yeah. So like, so like for me, like the book doesn't generate enormous number of leads, but the leads it generates are really super high value, super, super high value. So in hierarchy, there's speaking on stage, especially speaking on stage in person. Yep. I would think speaking on stage at a virtual, like a, a highly produced big time virtual event would probably be pretty solid as well. Because you have that built-in authority, they get to know you. Book leads, super, super, super powerful. I would think leads from podcasts would be like next level in there. Yeah, they're um, they're a non-negotiable for me as well. Particularly, yeah. um, you know, particularly if you're in the process of say, launching a book or running an offer of some variety. Like if you think about it, just from a, a pure psychological perspective, after our own opinions, because um, we can get a little selfish when we want to in that regards, after our own opinions, we are way more likely to believe the opinions of other people that we know, like, and trust. So if I'm if I'm on Jeff's podcast and you've been listening to Jeff's podcast for a couple of years already, uh, and Jeff has me on as a guest, and you've never heard of me ever before. But Jeff turns around and says, "Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Chris. Make sure you go check out his book. It's coming out next week. You are ninety nine point nine percent more likely to buy that book because Jeff introduced you to uh, introduced me to you via his show than you would do if you were to just." you know, pop on the Amazon or walk through your bookstore, you know, whatever the case may be. So yeah, podcasts uh, are huge, man. And they're, they're, they're so important that w- I, I actually teach my clients on how to utilize podcasts to help sell books and courses and things like that, because it's it's a program, it's a, a process rather that has proven itself over and over and over again. So as we're going through the hierarchy of leads, so we got podcasts for next for me would be, uh, an endorsed leads, uh, joint venture leads, affiliate leads. Yes. Like yes. for instance, I, you know, I just talked to the, 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 they come in very warm because they've, they've had someone that has an email list that said, Hey, go check out Jeff or go check out Chris. They're really cool. They got great stuff. You know, So Chris, like this campaign I'm in right now where I'm paying 15 to $25 per lead on in paid, we're driving them into a free opt-in. There is an upsell. First time I've ever done like a low-end upsell. So it's like a $47, in my world, that's low-end, $47 upsell. And so we just started having JVs mail, so joint ventures or affiliates mail. So we've got cold traffic coming in and we've got endorsed endorse traffic coming in. And I'm just trying to give numbers to to so people grow, you know really understand this. Yeah. The, 
the the take rate on that upsell, that $47 upsell for the endorsed traffic, the JV traffic is three times higher, a three times higher conversion compared yeah. to the paid traffic. Yeah. So that, that, that right there is, it's a measure of the quality of that traffic. It's yeah. So go on. And then after, so then we've got endorsed, endorses joint venture affiliate, endorsed traffic, whatever, mm -hmm. however you want to call it. Then to me, next would be organic traffic. People yep. just finding you and somehow finding their way into your world. And then after that would be paid traffic and or social traffic. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I would probably put social organic social above the paid traffic. Uh, and, and that, and that's really where it ends, isn't it? Right. There's your hierarchy right there. Right. Yeah. And I think the key though, is, you know, it's better to have, like, if you're, it's better to get, have 30 ways that are driving one lead a day than one way that's driving 30 leads a day. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're going to get 30 leads a, and I always, like, I know when I was first starting out and initially I was getting, I was teaching people about the stock market. I would get a lead every three or four days. If someone would join my email list every three or four days. And that was pretty shocking to me because people that I didn't know were actually saying, yes, I want to hear from you about this right. topic. Right. And then, you know, then I got it to like one lead a day. And I was just doing everything I could to try to figure out driving traffic into my website. This is in the 90s. Yeah. And then I remember getting it like these numbers stick. I got it to four four a day. And, and when we got to four a day, I said, boy, if I could get it to 30 a day, that would be a thousand, approximately a thousand people a month, you know, 32 yeah. a day. Yeah. And so uh, that, and everyone starts, so I guess we're, we're going to wind down here, but you know, just no one starts with a great big email list. No one starts with any email. No one is born with an email list. I wasn't, you weren't Chris. We all start somewhere and get that first subscriber, get that second subscriber, get the first hundred, get the first thousand. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, there's only my, I think there's only two categories of people. There's like the people, that's <laughs> a funny thing to say, but there, there's people who, who, ha, who, who haven't, how do I say this? The people who haven't started building a list and the people who want to have a bigger list. You know, it's like, even, you know, as soon as you start building the list, you just want it to be bigger. Absolutely. And so, you know, so if someone's might, you know, Chris and I might be a little further ahead of you, but just get started and just start driving those people to the list and, and do it in every possible way you can. Don't start spending stupid money until you already have an offer, I guess. That's yeah, don't spend stupid money. Don't do that. And actually, no, I, I want to end, if I may, on a quote here from one of our mutual friends, Amy Porterfield. Uh, she came to one of my events many, many years ago and did an amazing session live for the audience on growing your email list. Um, and she finished off her her uh, her session with some, I'm going to paraphrase slightly here, uh, but it was something along the lines of the health of your business will be directly attributed to the health of your email list or words to that effect. And it's very, very true. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode uh, where me and Jeff started off on a rant, continued with a rant, then dropped some value on you guys. And now we're going to wrap it up when the going's good. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. 
And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.